back to another episode of airing it out season two episode five week four of the nfl we have been hit by the plague boy oh boy i bring in my co-host dr david drew we have the COVID on our hands what do you think what are your thoughts what are we gonna do chaos has ensued well you know to quote ghostbusters cats and dogs are living together sheer pandemonium uh, i should probably hysteria. i should probably pull out my my covid epidemiology slides here and go through some um, some <laughs> tips for the tennessee titans about how important it is to maintain social distance and not catch covid and screw everybody's fantasy football team over but in all seriousness hopefully their team is okay hopefully yeah. everyone ends up being all right but big news this week is that the game won't be played at all um, this week. Uh, they're going to reschedule it for later in the season. Um, the prevailing theory that I've heard is probably some shuffling of their bye weeks because there's uh, the Titans play in week seven or have their bye week in week seven and the Steelers are playing the Ravens in week seven and the Steelers and Ravens both have a bye week in week eight. So they think they can move the game um, to to week eight and basically have the Steelers play the Titans on their bye week in week seven. So I think that's probably what's going to happen. You and I both said before this whole thing started that this would eventually be a problem. We were thinking about the contingencies and how things would be handled, how it would be handled on ESPN. I think we have a little bit of clarity on that now, um, which we can go through in a minute. But how does the NFL not plan for this and the scheduling contingency? Why yeah. does everybody not have the same bye week? Why wasn't there one extra week to handle this? And I think, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to ask questions of the NFL this week. Yeah, and and they keep talking about how they have this plan and how it's all going to go together. But now here we are, and and not just fantasy football related. I mean, just just real life football in general. Like this is, it's a lot to handle. And and even if teams were to have played this week, uh, how prepared would they even be? And like, what kind of mental thoughts and would they be in in this moment? So, it is it is tough. Yeah, I mean, I it's almost like you know you you got a free life. Uh, on this one, you know, you, you hit the little mushroom and you, you got a free, a free player or something because it, it wasn't, uh, it, it could have been worse. I mean, this week seven, week eight, but if, if Tennessee doesn't get over this, then I mean, what, what happens next? I mean, you know, this isn't, it just doesn't go away and now it goes on to the next team. It can kind of probably will stay within the organization at some point. So, well, I think that's it, it the, crazy. The key thing from the NFL's perspective is that they need to find a way to contain it. Um, so the Titans can't play anyone until they, they contain it. And that was the problem that baseball had early on um, with the Phillies and the Nationals. And we had all this, this ripple effect of teams having to play other teams. So the one good thing is that the Vikings haven't tested positive yet. Um, but we should uh, be aware that the, uh, the Vikings could still test positive this week. So um, let's, let's talk about that in terms of solid concrete terms of what that means for the league this week. So the first part is that ESPN is treating these, uh, the Titans and the Steelers as if they are on a buy this week. So there, there is no way that points scored in the future would count back towards this week. I think there was some question on if they were going to play on Monday or Tuesday, how that would have worked into this week. Um, and I think we were waiting for kind of guidance on that, but ultimately the NFL changed their mind and said they're going to move the game entirely. So we don't have to worry about that. 
if for something ha- if something happens with the Vikings, players test positive later in the week and the game gets canceled or canceled late last minute or something, then what we will do is we will stick to the rules that we kind of laid out on draft day where you would get the lowest score of, of the players that were played at that position in your slot um, as a, as a fill in for anybody who you can't fill in. Um, As a reminder, if you need to use the COVID list, I did send this out on our chat, but if you need to use the COVID list, just let me know. You can drop the player and we'll add them to the COVID list name. So you have enough, um, uh, spots on your IR. However, ESPN isn't going to allow you to move things to the IR because they're just postponing the game. So the player status didn't change. So you won't be able to make them an eligible move into your IR, even if right. you have an IR slot. So if you do need to move that player, let me know. Yeah. Cause I think they're going just to like, they're just on a buy and that's, that's yep. all it is. Yeah. If you're not following along, it, um, it, this is definitely the week to just be in it and kind of think about it and get into the ESPN and sort of study it a little bit because it can get confusing, especially if the Vikings do, um, you know, do get something along the way here. So, all right. So in a nutshell on this COVID deal, basically it's a bye week this week. Everyone's treating it that way. No problem. If the Vikings have an issue, then or another player on, I guess, in the NFL, but the Vikings have an issue, then we will enact sort of our policy and our rules. So right. simple terms there, but it can get really confusing, you know? And this is a good model for if this happens again in the future, you know, that if it happens early in the week, like this did, and we'll just kind of monitor the situation very closely, we've communicated enough. So at this point, if you have a Titan in your lineup or you have a Steeler in your lineup, that's on you. Um, so you really should take the the days leading up to to Sunday to to replace those players in your in your lineup. I think most people are have been on top of it. So I think it'll be okay. You know who doesn't have a stealer in his lineup? Your brother. (laughs) (laughs) No Lavishka this week. Because he took out Juju. But anyways, (laughs) more on that in a minute. Um okay I think we've covered that pretty well, but it's it is unfortunate and I I mean it was bound to happen. I think week four is actually probably later than we might have even thought so i mean at least we have some you know reprieve on that but um i do hope that these players you know you know i don't know where it all came from and where it's all going to come track contact trace back to but actually i just was reading an article that the vegas raiders were out at some type of fundraiser with 13 of them they're in videos they don't have masks on and i know the nfl is pretty uh pretty much looking at that too so i mean you know it is you got to be serious about this. So it is interesting. The NFL is really cracking down on the coaches. A lot of coaches got fined, especially those yeah. in primetime games for not wearing their masks. I guess Major the rule is that they too. can take the mask off to call the play, but then they need to put the mask back on. But I, you know, it, it's honestly just, there's no excuse when you really think about it because there's plenty of coaches that are leaving the mask on the entire time. Um, you've got Andy Reed with his, his fogged up <laughs> face shield, which is fantastic. But you Let's know, see, I, uh, go ahead. I was just going to ask you as a scientist, how do you feel about that? I, yeah, it doesn't do anything compared to, <laughs> it, it, it's great for protecting his face from droplets, yeah. I suppose, but you know, yeah. he's breathing all like crazy out the bottom of it. And I'm yeah. sure that thing's disgusting at the end of the game. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's probably enough on COVID. Yeah, uh, I, we, listen, that's, I agree. We, uh, we, we wish everyone luck this week. Sorry that you have to scramble and fill in some buy, uh, some unexpected buys, yeah. um, but at least we had enough clarity and, and time ahead of time. And Hey, it's yeah. not the playoffs. So there's that. Exactly. 
and the Jets and Broncos are playing tonight, so there's really like no games this weekend. I mean, yeah, so don't even worry about Thursday. Yeah, don't even worry, and even don't even worry about this week. Like, I mean, just no. Um, all right, so that's that's something we were gonna do. Is we were gonna talk about the COVID. We just did that. We're gonna review the picks, maybe take a look at the standings, and then do our picks for next week. We will try to get this in in you know 42, 25, 57 minutes, but we'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. That's um, right. All right, so why don't we uh, why don't we review last week a little bit? Uh, let's go back into week three of the NFL. Um, generally speaking, I'll give you my quick thoughts. Actually, a fun week to watch in fantasy. I I actually enjoyed um, the games. We we had gone into when we had made the predictions for this week. We had said you know it's going to be a fun week, and I actually really did. I did enjoy it. Um, we had some new major point scorers in here we had some i guess would be an upset or two along the way um actually probably two um and then we had somebody come out on top as to be maybe the new new sheriff as you said earlier to me <laughs> i do i do i think maybe we should start there because there was a great game between the no luck literally pinto again um and this is like the fourth season in the row here right of of pinto having the most points scored against him in the league so pinto currently has 451 points scored against him he's sitting at one and two tied for sixth place with the boston gang stop and the farmington football team um they are above the owen three cuga middle fingers and and owen three goodwill puntings uh you got the next echelon is the mansfield tims team penna and night king sitting at two and one uh, and then the Davis Square hipsters, which in my mind are the new new sheriff, truthfully. And we probably Dang. should have given Tim some more credit last week. Well, his team his team is doing very well. They are putting up points. We kind of called it at the beginning of the season that he had really revamped his team and gotten better. And then you have the three and and0 upstate master. Yeah, we do. Which yeah, is just do. ridiculous. You are what you say your record is. No, wait. I don't know how that says. <laughs> we still haven't figured out what that saying is. <laughs> Listen, I I am you gotta win the games that are in front of you. We in upstate masters takes this one week at a time. We don't look ahead. Yeah, I know. And I'm sure this week <laughs> I'm sure this week you're on to uh to to no luck literally here. But you know, way to go, Bill Belichick. I'm sure you cheated your way through this one. I don't know whose balls you deflated to get there, but I'm pretty impressed. Anyway, two squeakers and then you get the goodwill punting putting up a solid ninety last week. I don't even know how you get this lucky luck. It's just you you have all the luck literally scoreboard scoreboard yeah, no the scoreboard um, doesn't show doesn't support that you've got you are sitting a hundred points below tim hey listen <laughs> it is actually really funny i i i will i will admittedly say like my team is not good enough to be three and oh i just happen to pick some very lucky weeks to to get in the game i guess i don't know but Listen, you're right. A Davis... solid 299 and a half points scored against you across three weeks. You were averaging less than 100 points per week scored against you in a team in a league where you play 15 players on any given day. Listen, I, I you know, in my defense, and in, in Tim's defense, we we do have two of the best quarterbacks in football playing right now. And they're they're doing well for us, so it helps us a little. I would bit. just also like to point out that you still only had 120 points this week, or whatever your score was, <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes scored 400 points. All right, we played so, good no. defense on the Upstate Masters. We played good defense. Okay, so let's go. What do you want to want to talk through some of these? So yes, 
I'm excited about the three and We have a couple three and teams. We have some uh, two and ones, and you know ones and twos and O's and threes. And yeah, this, I, I think the O threes are going to have to get off the schneid here pretty quick here if they want to uh, make a run for the playoffs at all. But um, all right, so let's right. let's start with that little low scoring game, the Upstate <laughs> Masters um, versus Goodwill Hunting. All right, so in this game, I'll t- I'll just kind of take this one. So uh, we both had picked me. So <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, but good I didn't job. feel um, good about it going into the Monday <laughs> night game. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Let me say this. I I think. Um, that my team did well because of Patrick Mahomes, my RB one and my my wide receivers are just not producing right now. I got a little bit lucky with Will Fuller and then Aaron Darnold. I mean, you don't often get 11 points or double digit points from a a defensive lineman or whatnot. Um, And your defense put up a solid negative two. (laughs) Negative. Actually I switched them out um, last (laughs) minute because I didn't want, uh, it doesn't matter. I didn't want New Orleans to to play Aaron Rodgers, and then it all went downhill. Um, but on Tom's team, I think it's it's kind of similar. You know, I don't know where Tom's team I, – I guess probably the difference here is Patrick Mahomes just had a career day, right? Like, if if he had a normal day, this game would probably be a lot closer even in a sense. I mean, it's close in 119, but for to 90. Was that what I had, 119? Yeah. Yeah. To 90. But, I, you know, Tom's team put up some pretty decent numbers. I mean, uh, uh, Edwards Allaire – played well i mean even carson wentz put up above average points i think the one the one thing that's probably uh tom's probably kicking himself over is a uh, steven guskowski he took him off the the active roster put him on the bench and guskowski puts up a 25 spot from the kicker <laughs> um which really would have changed things around for him plus he just didn't get some wide receivers to show up so uh yeah, he did you know, have some I, points on the bench though Look at that, he huh? does have some points but I, you know again i don't know if you're playing alan lazard or yeah. um I think Randall, Randall Cobb, Cobb. Been pretty good though. For yeah, but I don't, I don't know how you play him over AJ Green or Marquise Brown. Yeah. You know, going into a game. So uh, one thing that happened that I think was a big surprise, and this this leads us into our next game, which was the Boston Gangstav versus Team Penna, and this yeah. was really a great game. Great um, game. Was that the Ravens just really did not play well against Kansas City? Yeah. Um. So happy belated birthday to Team Penna, but um, <laughs> won it out on his birthday. I think yeah. it was a big gift from from Lamar, only showing up with 17 points. I was texting with Dave earlier in the day, and he uh, I wished him a happy birthday, and he said, now all I need to make my day complete, other than the fact that Josh Allen made me look stupid again with 43 points, um, really posts uh, – uh, he was hoping that Lamar Jackson would not get 22 points. And I, I was like, well, I hope for you, but I just don't think yeah. it's going to happen. And sure enough, it did. So Stav really um, – you know, his team still put up a lot of points. So the final score did, here was yeah. 128 to 122 and a half with Penna in the lead. But, you know, Stav's team, you know, when you see these big booms, and this is why we're talking about a little bit of that boom or bust, it's really dependent on Lamar Jackson. Um, he's still got those points that you would expect from Dalvin Cook um, and Jarek McKin- McKinnon as the Raheem Mostert uh, replacement. But missing uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and having Lamar Jackson yeah. not put up a good week is where his team can look a little weak. Yeah. Well, it's, I, all, all you said is yes. Um, I agree with all that. Um, you know, but it was a touchdown away and it was, you know, it got through midway through that third quarter as I'm watching the game and I'm thinking this could go, I mean, the, the points you're watching the points in this game and I'm thinking, I mean, he could put up another touchdown here easily because the game is so competitive, but he didn't come up in the big moment. And I think that's going to be Lamar Jackson's. If you're calling this the uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, forever rivalry for this era, 
Lamar Jackson is Peyton Manning right now where in the big moment he's not winning. And that's an interesting, uh, going to be interesting going forward. So he looked desperate to me uh, running around that field. He looked like, I don't know what else to do here. I'm trying to do it all myself. And, and I think that's where he's going to get in trouble in these big games. Yeah, and we've discussed so. this before. Um, and this is probably a good uh, segue to get into the uh, – uh, the no luck literally. Can I, can I make one point about D- David's team? Yeah. Okay, Dave, we, happy birthday. I mean, <laughs> I'm becoming a believer, man. I don't know what to say. But <laughs> the best part of Dave's team is this week, he, he picked up another Bills receiver on the waiver wire. <laughs> he picked up Gabriel Davis, wide receiver in Buffalo. So it'll be interesting what he's going to do. They're feeling um, it in Buffalo. The Bills Mafia is, is alive and well. It is. But, I mean, great job. And keep keep going. I mean, I mean Dave's – that team's proven it to me. I mean, Josh Allen, they – I mean, it was a scare there. But yeah. uh, it came back. Okay, sorry, I didn't no, mean. But, to sorry, no. The the offense also looks really good for the Bills going forward. I think they do look yeah. good. The the defense hasn't really been firing on all cylinders I, as much I agree, as they thought. Yeah, especially for the um, hype it got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if yeah. if the defense starts to come back around, that team could actually be pretty True. scary, especially in a year where the Patriots are not necessarily yeah. the Patriots of York. Anyway, the so the secret team, the secret player of to, of uh, Dave's team though is Nick Chubb. Is really he's turning it on. That's a good. It's gonna be pretty good. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's keep and going. despite Sorry. Kareem Hunt still being in the in in the yeah. hunt, yeah. if you will. Um, so anyway, so the transition here that was that um, unlike uh, uh, what we have always kind of said for Russell Wilson is that running run first quarterbacks only seem to really be sustainable in the NFL if they use that weapon as a way to create more space and, and throw the ball downfield yeah. and keep plays alive longer and, and scramble out of the pocket, but not to scramble out of the pocket and then go downfield and always run away. And I think Lamar Jackson relies on his legs too much to then get out of the pocket. And he misses a lot of opportunity downfield. He's got good wide receivers on that team. He's got to hit them where the, the perfect example of this is Russell Wilson and Tim Mansfield's yeah. team here. Yeah. Um, not the Mansfield Tims, the Davis square hipsters, the Davis square hipsters, <laughs> <laughs> I went I call me a non-believer but I I've seen the data now and I don't know how this is I don't know if it's sustainable but for the last 3 weeks the the trio of Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf yeah have been putting up monster points it's almost like Aaron Rodgers back when it was Jordy Nelson yeah and and Randall Cobb in their heyday right well like well done you could play both of them all three of them and feel confident that you were getting two touchdowns from your wide receivers and your quarterback was going to have a day. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what Tim is experiencing right now. And it could have been even worse for, for Pinto who put up a great game. So the final score great was game. 162 and a half to 134 and a great half. Game. The yep. 134 and a half was good for the second best score that week. Again, Pinto, sorry, you just play people when they decide to go off. <laughs> every um, season. <laughs> every season. It, it just seems to be the, the play of the game. Um, but DK Metcalf, I don't know if you're watching the game, but he he catches this great deep pass. Oh, it was a 50, or it was a 60-plus yard touchdown. I was, yeah. Ready to happen, and he starts showbutting into the end zone, and he gets the ball punched out and goes out the back of the yep. end zone for a, yep. uh, for a touchback. And I texted Tim, and I go, how are you feeling about that? Because you just went from a – a 27 point play to a right. seven point play all because the guy was showboating. Yep. Um, and, and it was really, I think Tim was pretty upset about it, but I think he also doesn't really <laughs> care at the end of the day because the scoreboard supported him with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Two and Tyler Lockett put up 29. Yep. 
This I agree. This game was a great fantasy wise. Was a great game to watch. I I even checked in on this pretty often. You know why I checked into it because you and I had said it'll be interesting to watch Chris Carson versus uh, Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf and who gets the touches. <laughs> and then I guess I I guess I don't watch a lot of Seattle games enough to. I, I guess maybe it's been a little while. I think probably I think it's because of Pete Carroll. I just can't stand that guy on the sidelines, but. Boy, that Tyler Lockett, what, he's a good receiver. He is a good, good receiver. And he was just eating up um, uh, Dallas. I mean, just eating them right up. Uh, I, I, what a fun game that was to watch. And Russell Wilson just – he, I mean, the number of attempts that he's got is so many that you've got to love that as a fantasy owner. I mean, it's attempts, oh, yeah. right? How many are you going to get, right? No, I have to say, DK Metcalf, I, I hadn't ever really watched that much, but he's a big wide receiver. I didn't really give yeah, him he's the decent. credit of his I, size. But. Yeah, I kind of wonder if the Seattle, like, is it their offensive coordinator that draws up these pretty great plays that get these people open? Because there's no Giants receiver that gets that open. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole but, different hot uh, mess. But is. speaking of the Giants, Daniel Jones only puts up nine yeah. points. Which, sorry, Ray, I, I, we all were holding out hopes for the Golden Boy to do something, and it just yeah. it just doesn't seem to be panning out. Uh, <laughs> we're going like to root him on. We're still going to root him on. Yeah. But luckily for Ray, he still had the Colts defense put up 26 points, uh, aided yeah, by a pick that. six within the first few seconds <laughs> of the game, um, which was excellent. But uh, Ray, you know, his team didn't wasn't even firing on all cylinders. Deontay Johnson got knocked out with a concussion really early. And he still put up 134 and a half points, which goes to tell me that I think Ray just needs a little more luck uh, and he can get there. Um, hey, uh, just to cover our pick there, we both picked no luck literally on that one. So we both lost that one. And then to go back to the Boston King Stav and Team Penna, I picked Boston King Stav because I am loyal. And you picked Team Penna because you're an ass kiss. No, you're a nice guy. No, actually, because Team Penna is a good, good game. <laughs> um, so you picked Penna there. So. Um, anyways, okay, so we have to go Cayuga Middle Fingers. Cayuga Middle Fingers versus team? the Farmington football team. So, all right, this was so a you had. I love my favorite text of the weekend was that's it. I'm not picking my brother anymore <laughs> 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 because what does he do? He takes one of the best wide receivers in football and puts him on the bench. What the okay. well, so I so I, Mia Culpa here. I was very angry about I'm like, what am I What is he doing here? Like, how on earth did he bench? Juju Smith-Schuster for LaVishka Chenault Jr. <laughs> I know he likes to say his name. He likes to make fun of me for whatever. That's what he said. But That's exactly what he said. It, it, he's got Devontae Parker in there. And then what he corrected me on was that he decided to bench Juju Smith-Schuster for Michael Gallup um, because Devontae Parker and LaVishka Chenault Jr. had already played on Thursday night. So he only had an option of, of slotting him out and putting in Juju. Or he either had to play Juju or Michael Gallup. And it turns out that he made the right choice. So we can't yeah there you bad go wow the michael gallup play ended up getting him 20 points i think he thought there was going to be more of a shootout with seattle and juju smith schuster against houston which has been play- the defense has been playing very well only put up 12 points now i would make the, the point that he probably should have kept juju in from thursday i did talk to him a little bit about using his flex a little bit better in the future so he he can keep flexibility open if he wants to make some changes on sunday but he it wasn't a bad move. I can't lambast him I have to too tell much. You, that's actually a pretty I, I give him some credit, Kev. That's a that's all right. Okay, I can get behind that. Not knowing the whole story, right? There's always the whole story, and we don't always know the whole story. Um, yeah, it's actually but it's it's hard. I, I don't know if I could ever 
take a name like Juju Smith-Schuster and ever put him on the bench, especially for Michael Gallup. I, I, he made the right decision, but boy, that's a tough call. That's, yeah, that's I will say, you know, playing a, a Jacksonville wide receiver against the Miami defense doesn't seem like a bad idea either. Yeah, so, right. You know, it, he just made some interesting choices. I do think, um, you know, it, I still stand by the pick the way that it was only because what was really fueling my motivation for picking the Cuga middle fingers over Matt's team was the concern about the running backs and none of his running backs really did put up monster games here. Yeah. Um, Kevin's yeah. running backs ended up getting held in check, um, which I thought was a little surprising, especially Malcolm Brown, Darrell Hend- Henderson jr. Went off, had like 22 points or something. Yeah. So, but the thing that was, kind of surprising was Dak Prescott put together a really nice game for, for Matt Hanley, yeah. 45 points. Um, I, you know, Dak, Dak Prescott to me is he's in these com- really competitive games and they're always coming back. So he's chucking the ball a lot more, but he's, he's playing well, don't get me wrong, but I, I think the Dallas Cowboys are, I just all over the place that I think a lot of these points are coming on like, well, here we go. Throw it yeah. 61 times. So. I and mean, we got to give Matt some credit here. He, you know, he doesn't have a lot of points on his bench. He, he played the right guys. Um, yeah. and, and that's really why he got the win, you know, and then he got the good version of Cooper cup. You know, you never know which for there's 16 yeah. points with Cooper cup. Um, we've talked about that plenty that we just never know which one it's going to be. And Chris Godwin being back and healthy and seeming to have some rapport with, uh, with Tom, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, <laughs> uh, I think, uh, will be good for his team going forward. So then, so, um, the, the second, I should say, the tied for highest score game in the week was uh, the Night King uh, with 162 and a half points yep. against my uh, Mansfield Tims of 132. Um, he tied <laughs> Tim for the high watermark here this week. But my God, why does everybody put up points when they play me too? So I feel your pain. Right? Oh, yeah, we feel so badly for you <laughs> as you've beat up on the league for the last year and a half. For everybody listening to this podcast, we all feel so badly for you. <laughs> Never said nobody on this in this league. <laughs> well, the one good thing that's going to be really great for Patrick's team and what you can see from the score here is that Aaron Rodgers has had several consistent high scoring weeks. And I think, you know, either he worked it out with his offensive coordinator finally, or, uh, what I heard, there was a story out there that, um, he, he actually, <laughs> Uh, uh, confirmed this rumor to be true was that Aaron Rodgers sometimes pretends that his headset in his helmet isn't working so he can call his own plays in the huddle. Uh, and so I think maybe well they come to some agreement that allows him to air the ball out more. And that's why he's getting so many more points. But whoever the hell James Robinson is for Jacksonville has had several very good weeks. He's now the sixth overall running back um he put up 24 points last week 17 the week before he's playing rather well despite the fact that he has very poor rushing efficiency (laughs) so um good good on uh patrick for playing him getting 24 points from him james connor had a big week um yeah that's not to say i had a bad week pretty good but Uh, yeah well i think i mean yeah i mean it's all i mean you're you're right (laughs) does it does it hurt you that your trade beat you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because this this trade is, that was for the long term, so that I would I have see. Kyler Murray going forward, and and Kyler Murray has been just fine for me. Um, <laughs> um, but also, I you know, 
the yeah. OBJ really hurt me. I, I had thought about playing Justin Jefferson over him. Um, this is a little Monday morning quarterbacking here, but I did really think about playing Justin Jefferson in that slot um, or Nkeel Harry um, uh, because DJ Shark was hurt. So I didn't have an option of putting him in. So I, I didn't really want to play OBJ against Washington. And ultimately I would have been better off if I had played um, – had I played Justin Jefferson with his 26 points. So yeah. I'm happy with that draft pick kind of working out for me, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, what's actually interesting about as I look at the scores of your, this game in particular, I mean, Patrick, actually, he just beat you like straight up. Like this was, I mean, his players just played great that week. There was no, nothing fancy. Like there wasn't like this odd, like the Cardinals got 80 points, you know, <laughs> it was, it was truly just like, how you how you envision scoring in fantasy football your quarterback mid 30s your running backs in the teens double digits at least your wide receivers kind of close to the same i he did a good job here and um as you mentioned even tyler higby is you know kind of playing better so he you know we we've kind of we don't talk a lot about patrick's team um and it's it's pretty sharp right now at least you know without bye weeks um well what would have been no bye weeks um it's been playing well. So. Yeah, well, we had to, we had really only ever said the question mark around Patrick's team was whether or not Aaron which Aaron Rodgers would show up, and then yeah. secondly his depth. So, yeah. um, luckily he's not too hurt by yeah. the uh, the Steelers not playing or the um, or the Titans not playing this week. But you know, yeah. coming to bye weeks, we might see a different kind of <laughs> landscape for Patrick's team well, here. Let's just say this. Um, we eat a lot of crow from last week because some of our sound bites are probably, uh, you know, actually, you know what, to be honest with you, they're more yours than mine. I was way more accurate than you were last week. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. No, no, no. This is not a team thing. I'm going to push you in front of the fire. Um, uh, we really, we have to eat some crow. So for all of those that we, you know, Tim, when we said that, you know, we were, <laughs> that you couldn't put two players on the same team with a quarterback throwing, yeah again and to dave Penner, and you thing. did and you, <laughs> you did, did very well yeah so we eat a little crow okay listen just to cover the picks we both had manfield tims um on that one and to go back to the farmington football team and the Cayuga middle fingers i had farmington football team you had Cayuga middle fingers so we actually both ended up two and three last week so not not very good um and so the, on the overall, uh, you are eight and seven, I'm 10 and five, but we took a little bit of a hit. <laughs> we not predict very well. Okay. Let's move on to uh, this week. Let's, this is now kind of this week changes a little bit because of, you know, actually for you, it changes a lot because you're, you're a big time player. That's now not playing this week. Um, all right. What do you want to do? You want to go through these games a little bit and yeah. see what we got? All right. Yeah. So uh, why don't we start with, uh, with, the Boston gang style and the Cuga middle fingers. All right. Let me get to that. Um, all right. So Boston gang style and the Cayuga middle fingers. I am delaying right this second. Cause I can't seem to get to them where I want to get to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about well, that. I can tell you, I'll, t- I'll, I'll lead off with my pick here. All so right. I'm going with the gang style here. Um, it, it really comes down to Kevin's uh, running back depth at the moment is not looking so good. Um, Maybe. Uh, maybe Devonta Freeman with another week under his belt can actually put something together, but they're playing the Rams. And I just don't think the giants are going to have a very good game. And I don't think they're going to be running the ball very much um, wide receiver wise. He's hurt by not having Juju Smith Schuster play this week, um, which would be nice to be able to, to slot in for him there. He is keeping Michael Gallup in um, and Devonte Parker, but ultimately, you know, Josh Jacobs is playing Buffalo. 
Drew Brees is playing Detroit, which Detroit just had a great game, um, yeah. especially defensively. So I, I just don't think he's going to have that many points, whereas Stav's perennial can put up a lot of points team is minimally impacted by the 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 buy covid buy um and lamar jackson is playing washington i think you know it's basically a home game we'll see how he does uh you know kind of coming out uh, after not a great week last week and needing to kind of prove some of the doubters wrong again yeah um i'm also taking uh boston gang stav on this one i i agree very much with all of you said um drew Brees is again you know it's funny with uh, when i pick stav's team i feel like i picked stav's team because of the year he had last year i can't get into the into the moment so i like i don't even know that i always look through stav's roster to kind of evaluate if i like his i think i go to the other team and be like well how are you gonna lose it's really strange um because you know he's losing a little bit now um but i do i still like Stav's team a lot better here i think you're right Devonte freeman's gonna unless unless uh kevin figures out something he's just not gonna get any points right now he doesn't know the offense enough and the giants just aren't running the ball they just can't so um i'm with you and i think just Stav's stronger at the top so. i think the one thing that's really hurting kevin's depth is the rams running back situation has become oddly muddy with cam Akers, you know hurt but maybe coming back and then malcolm brown has a pinky injury and then yeah. Darrell henderson so it's become a little bit of that that dreaded three-headed monster situation yeah. that you never know it's like they're going to ride the hot hand any given week so you can play any of them and maybe they'll go off but it's hard and he has two of them so which is, puts him in a good position in case one of them gets hurt or one becomes emerges as the clear running back. But it yeah. also leaves him with a little bit of a headache trying to figure out who to play week in and week out. Yeah, so. and plus losing Juju this week, really losing him. Throw that in there too. So Yeah, because that um, puts him okay. in a situation where he doesn't have to pick, right? He could he could play that as a flex, but right, exactly. a little unfortunate. Sure, yeah. so. um, all right, where do we go next? Let's see. Let's uh, want to do Farmington football team goodwill punting. Yeah, let's go with the Farmington football team and Goodwill Punting. Uh, I went first last time, so it's all on you. <laughs> all right, so uh, Farmington football team and the Goodwill Punting. I uh... <laughs> you're not going to pick Tom. You never pick Tom. <laughs> um, I'm taking the Farmington football team on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tom. It's really not a vendetta against Tom. It's not. Although last week I was not going to pick him. But anyways, um, again, I think for this one, it, it's. It is just matchup for me, straight up matchup here. I think Dak is, um, you know, throwing the ball a lot. He's scoring a lot of points. I think David Johnson's been consistent. Melvin Gordon probably has a comeback, although it looks like we're in the middle of a game right now as we record this, so uh, he's not having a great game right now. Um, Julio Jones maybe makes a comeback. I mean, Atlanta does score a lot of points, so I think just straight up matchup here is where I went, um, you know, versus Carson Wentz and, Clyde Edwards Alaire and I you know I mean I've talked a lot about Tom's team in, in that sense it, it's hard because what do you do right like Tom's in this tough place right now like he's not scoring tons of points kind of like me <laughs> um, and he's just not receiving he's not on the receiving end of another team not playing well either so um, I don't know I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this one I'm well not... you know I would say if if Tom was able to play Stephen Guskowski this week but he can't because the Titans aren't playing uh, I would have much better faith in his team I really did actually I, I struggled a little bit with this game because I think um, I think the projections that ESPN are putting on these players might be under but the 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 part that is too much of a wild card for me and why I think Matt will come out with the win is that uh cooper cups playing the giants and the giants just are awful um <laughs> awful 
there's been some talk about Julio Jones potentially leaving Atlanta for New England or something. So, you know, he might have a really good week as well. Um, Cleveland, you know, seems to be running the ball a lot. That seems to be their move and they've been doing just fine. And, and David Johnson against Minnesota is just a juicier matchup. Plus Melvin Gordon against the Jets, I think is just, is great. But Marquise Brown and AJ Green, if the two of them could really start playing consistently, and I, I was looking at their scores and they have not put much more than no. four or five points a week, which yeah, is AJ really Green, killing no. Tom's team because these yeah. two wide receivers should be much better they than really what should those be. records are showing them to be. So yeah. if they come out of this slump or slumber, then Tom really has a good shot here. And I think the projection on this is that they're only separated by about eight points. So if Carson Wentz has a better game than they're projecting, and you know either Miles Sanders or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has a big game, he really does have a chance of beating uh, Matt here. But I, I also went with the Farmington football team. All right. Um, yeah, AJ Green is a tough one. He, he's a tough one. I, I do. He's a one somewhere else. He's just not a one in Cincinnati for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. I think it's. I don't know if it's the colors that plague him or something. I don't really know. <laughs> so, um, all Next, right. Yes. Uh, yes. I go with the colors of the jersey are the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> Next, let's go with the Mansfield Tims versus the Tim Mansfields. The square hipsters. <laughs> Honestly, this is a good game. I this think is this a, is a good game. Um, yeah, this is a really great game. I mean, this I like this matchup a lot. I I, I don't know. I I went back and forth. Now, as we say here on on uh, on Thursday, you 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 have Sean Watson in there. So I'm gonna go off this because of that. Um, I, I'm gonna take this one. I guess why don't I just? I'm already in the halfway through it. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go Davis square hipsters here. I'm going to pick Davis square hipsters. Um, I'm not going to bet against Russell Wilson right now. They're just throwing a ton of points. Um, I think the wide receivers are catching a lot of balls. Um, I, I still am a little weary of that scenario. I think it's a boomer bust, like you've said many, many times. So I'm still weary, but I, I do, I do like Tim's team. As we've said, it's pretty stacked. Also, he probably has some people that kind of, switch out or whatever oh he still has trubisky on his team by the way um <laughs> your team i you know again uh, you're you are stuck that running back i think you losing derrick henry's is, is going to be a deal here so um devin singletary is playing great football too so i don't think you get take a huge hit there um deshaun watson i don't know it depends on what you do here on the quarterback so i'm going davis square what are you doing well uh I also am going Davis Square Hipsters here only wow. because the matchup that Seattle has, and I just don't think they're going to take the foot off the gas pedal. You know, they're playing Miami. I I think they're going to just throw the ball a ton yeah. um, and just keep going. And honestly, I just don't feel as confident in my team without um, without Derrick Henry in there. You know, I feel much deeper with him uh, being there as a, as a steady 10 points, right? And yeah. Devin Singletary has, is fine – and played well with Zach Moss out, but if Zach Moss plays, it's a, it's a different issue. Um, it really changes the complexion of the running there. And I may actually swap him out for a wide receiver, in which case I feel even less confident, but I'm hoping for a little boom there. I really struggle with who to play here. I do think I'm going Deshaun Watson over Kyler Murray. I, I think uh, Deshaun Watson against Minnesota might have a better matchup overall than um, Kyler Murray versus Carolina could, they could get pretty, um, high scoring pretty quickly and then maybe not need to do as much, but I might change it. I might not. I haven't really made up my mind. Yeah. That's a tough one. I I have to tell you, that's a really tough one because Kyler's been 
he's been good to you the last couple of weeks. So it's interesting. He's been at least consistent for you, where Deshaun is very inconsistent. Well, Deshaun's been putting up right around 24 points. Yeah. Now. So, yeah. you know, and Kyler Murray, I think, would put that in as well. So I, I do think I might put in Kyler Murray again. Um, it just depends because, you know, they are going from the West Coast team to the East Coast, and that's never the best for a never one o'clock best. game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just don't know. I haven't, I haven't yeah. made up my mind fully, but I was also picking the Davis Square hipsters here. I all think right. his, his wide receivers are, are just firing in all c- cylinders. And mm-hmm. I don't know – I have Devontae Adams in there, but I don't know if Devontae Adams is really fully over the hamstring issue that kept him out last week. So yeah. we'll see. I'll tell you, um, though, when, when you look at the names on your team uh, <laughs> between running back and wide receiver, and then you look at Tim's, it's amazing. I don't know. You, you're, there's such amazing <laughs> high-profile names on your team Like where I struggle. I'm like, well, maybe you will win this one. I don't know now. <laughs> but DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are just – Killing it right now. They're lights so. out. They're lights yeah. out. So I don't. We'll see exactly what happens. The one good thing that's working in my favor is that Dallas Goddard has a fracture in his ankle. Yeah, I saw. Right. It. Yeah, I heard that. Um, yeah. And so Zach Ertz might not be competing for touches as much as he was before. It sounds like Alshon Jeffrey might be coming back. So we'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey is an anomaly too. But anyway, so all right. I think we. So we both are going with the Davis Square hipsters are, there. This might are. be a situation where I win either way. I either win the pick or I win because I. <laughs> This is the battle of the Tims. So, the, I like it actually. It, actually, the naming of the teams and then the team, the person who owns the team, is it's fun. You made it fun. <laughs> who knew? You predicted this for week four. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. So um, let's go to the Upstate Masters and No Luck Literally. Yeah. Or well, let's go to the three and L Upstate Masters and the No Luck Literally. Yeah, we can say that you're the three and L Upstate Masters, but that just seems irrelevant. Um, that. <laughs> I should, really are, for the record, I should not be three and out. I should be oh and three. <laughs> this is like spring training, um, where you know the the Yankees play the Toledo Mud Hens or whatever the heck their farm team is, right? And um, and or the Hartford Yard Goats or whatever it is. <laughs> so I don't. I'll I'll tell you this much. I am going yeah. with the no luck literally here. I am sticking with Ray. His team is too good to keep losing like this. And and you just can't put up the points to really make him feel that pain this week, I think. And I, and those are strong words, but I mean them. <laughs> and like th- this might be a squeaker, but I think it'll be a squeaker for Ray. The one thing that's really interesting here is he's playing Ryan Fitzpatrick. And that that is an upgrade over Daniel Jones's nine points last week, no matter how you cut it. Because against the Seahawks, he's going to be chucking and ducking all day long. He'll probably throw nine picks, but he also might throw nine touchdowns. So I am going with with Ray Pinto here. I think Alvin Kamara is in and Mike Davis are as running backs are a stronger uh, anchor for his team compared to Leonard Fournette and Antonio Gibson for you. Um, and I think that's why I'm going with him. Other and and his uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen you know, Keenan Allen had a nice week last week and starting to show some rapport with Justin Herbert. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going no luck literally here. You obviously could have a good game, but the track record so far is that you're putting up about 110 in terms of <laughs> it's, points it's average. Exactly and, right. and, and Ray's actually put up like something closer to like 120, 130. Um, so I, I do think uh, I'm going with the, the no luck literally here. <laughs> All right. Well, my pick for uh, this particular game is actually um, I too am going no luck literally on this one. And I think I take my first loss. Um, I think actually, as we were kind of getting prepared for this, I said, I think we've took a lot of the same players. 
out of the same a lot of the same games. And I think the reason why I'm doing this here is I am not confident in my running backs at all. They're just it's unknown. And I hate that I have two Washington Redskins players on my team that I rely heavily on one because I hate the Washington Redskins, but more importantly, because they just take points from each other. I mean the Washington um, football team. Oh, for Washington football team. Ooh, so sorry about that. Um, <laughs> that's who in that politically correct. Uh, edit. We'll put a beep in there. Um, I just, I hate, I hate that they compete um, against each other. Um, I, I don't, I just, Patrick Mahomes can definitely give me some points here. I think in New England, it's going to be another one of those great games. And I think Patrick Mahomes just, when it's a big game, he throws big points and that's what he does. And he's home. He's home. And he's home. I know, which is, which is something I I do like uh, Ray's running backs and wide receivers a little bit better right now. It's not to say that I don't have them. It's just that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on borrowed time with having two of them. So, and I'm for some reason really afraid to start Jarvis Landry. I don't know why. It just doesn't get the touches. But I'm, I'm curious when you're going to start playing Jerry Judy because Jerry Judy's got 11 points sitting on your bench I right know, now. Play the Jets. You know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta imagine Jerry Judy. I know his his quarterback situation is probably what's keeping I know, him playing. But I know, but I struggle. I struggle. My wide receivers are like the only thing on my team that I think actually are decent. Like, and so it's kind of where like if I'm going to bench somebody, maybe it'd be Antonio Gibson, but I don't know. Um, anyway, so I took no look literally here uh, on a lot of, I just think from a, from a standpoint of uh, matchups in those areas, I'm, I'm not feeling confident right now. Um, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I just, I listen, I'm just kind of, you know, squeaking them out one by one. <laughs> All right. So last game, uh, the, the new sheriff in town, the not the new, new sheriff in town, which is <laughs> right. uh, and the other new sheriff in town, the Night King. <laughs> Um, the battle of the sheriffs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, who do you got here? Jeff? All right. In this one, I am taking, uh, I'm taking team Penna, which actually is funny because I, I feel like I never picked Patrick's team. Sorry, Patrick. I, I really do enjoy <laughs> your team. I just, I don't, I'm not taking them. Um, I'm going on the hot hand. I'm going Josh Allen. I'm just kind of lighting it up. I, I, he, uh, Penn is playing him right. He's he's looking at it. He's doing things well. Um, so that's kind of where I'm going. I I I think Todd Gurley is one of those question marks. He's just not consistent enough yet. And um, you know the, the the Tyler Boyd and Mike Evans a little bit up and down. But um, so that's kind of where I I mean Aaron Rodgers is going to score lots of points. So um, maybe maybe Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that's a wash in points? What, what do you think? Anyways, where are you going? What are you doing here? Well, I was going to go with Team Penna, but I'll tell you what, I think I'm going to swap it up and go with the Night King because I was so on the fence with it, and we got to make some differences in our picks here. So I'll take the Night yeah. King here. Uh, and, and honestly, it was kind of a, a toss-up for it me. I, I do think I will not say that Josh Allen won't score 37 points again because clearly Josh Allen, his floor <laughs> is 37 points. So I – I, I am curious to see what that game looks like with, with Buffalo going out West and, and seeing how they play. Um, you know, it is, it, I stand by the fact that the Jets and Miami were, were pretty weak uh, matchups for Josh Allen. He, that's why he had really big games, but he then had a really nice game against the Rams and they looked really good. And, you know, he, he seems to be really falling into his own and, and I think he's going to be, just fine against uh, the Raiders this week. So I don't know. I, I also think that Patrick's team, like you said, is a little inconsistent, but uh, in that Mike Evans had 12 points, but it was on two catches for two yards for two. It touchdowns. really was. Yeah. So 
which totally is impressive weird. and weird at the same time. <laughs> it's so totally weird. Um, I, I do think Patrick has a real shot here. Tyler Higby could have a really big game against the Giants, obviously. Um, and but and Noah Fant obviously has been playing very well for Team Penis. So what it really comes down to is whether or not Patrick's wide receivers can match up with Stefan Diggs and Robert Woods, and then um the running backs seem to be pretty equally matched across the board here. So um yeah. The one thing that might happen is Todd Gurley may not get a lot of rushing attempts against Green Bay. So uh, that could really hurt Patrick. Um, And that that could be a product of Aaron Rodgers scoring a lot of points too. So um, I'll go with the Night King here. I think this is going to be the game to watch this week because I think it's going to be pretty close the whole way. But Yeah, I think so too. Boy, I tell you, that Atlanta Falcons, they can really – Stink Stop it up, it right man. up, huh? <laughs> what the New York going? Giants South. I they know, but they should be three and all by this point in time. They're yeah. scoring tons of points. Um, all right, we did our picks. We got through them. I'm probably here. We are again. Probably you know, good seven forty nine minutes and thirty seven seconds. <laughs> um, okay, we didn't have. I don't think we had anything else we really wanted to talk about. I think this kind of wraps up this week. Um, no, best of luck, everyone. Keep an eye on on the situation with the Vikings potentially in case that pops up, but. Um, make sure you take out your Titans and, and your Steelers as we were going through. It looks like everybody's already done that. So um, good job, everybody. And yeah. let me know if you need to make any COVID list changes. Right. All right. Here's to another week. We will see you uh, listen to us on the podcast or the video or whatever, but we will see you all next week. Ready? I guess we'll give this a try. Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> All right. Okay. And we are back. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. All right, ready? And we are back to another episode of airing it out. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to just jump right in there. Sorry. It wasn't a terrible one. I started all right. And bloopers. <laughs> and we are back to another episode of Airing It Out. <laughs> you gotta start over because I laughed. I laughed before you started. I just sounded like you farted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, we got the giggles. Key. That's not good. I'll be honest well, with there's you. your three. Day three. <laughs> No, that's a blooper. (laughs) And we are back to another episode of Airing It Out, Season 2, Episode 5, Week 4 of the NFL, October 1st, 2020. And Dave, we have quite a mess on our hands already. I'm bringing in my co-host, Dr. David Drew. We have the silent, deadly COVID, whatever you want to call it, already hitting the NFL. I don't like October already. Here we go. What do you think? Well, I think you just started with a lot of numbers there at the beginning. It was very, <laughs> it's very number heavy. I think we got to start two, over. five, four, <laughs> October. You um, got to start over. <laughs> don't go. I don't think you did do the season two, episode five. You have to. It's part of the trademark of all of this. <laughs> We've done it every week. Okay. I lost my pen. The way I get it. You're like season two, episode five, week four, October first, twenty twenty. <laughs> 1743, 24 to 628 to 10. All right, and it's take four. <laughs>